I'm Carrie Benedett, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters, where you will find tools to revitalize you and your relationships, whether at work or in your personal life. Well, a little bit about me I'm an education consultant specializing in emotional intelligence, and I use creative approaches that empower people with proven processes. I'm known for my high energy passion and compassion for those in need of help. And I like to shine a spotlight on what we can do. I'm here to bring positivity, confidence and strength every day, everywhere. My mantra in life has been, let's give it a red hot shot. Hello listeners, welcome to another episode of Thriving Matters podcast. And I've got a treat for you today. We have just gone all the way over the Pacific Ocean this morning. It's afternoon in in the States. And we're going to talk to the beautiful Kathy Dirksen. Now, Kathy is pretty well sensational in the way she has moved into the entrepreneur world. Um, And her website gives you an indication of what she's all about. So before we even say hello to Kathy, I'm going to tell you, you're going to be uh, listening to Inspired Tenacity today and all about how to do it. And I love that word tenacity because it's got some grit and some grace in it. So, Kathy, how are you? You've got a great smile. (laughs) I'm doing really well. And yes, those are a few of my favorite words, too, that grit tenacity. Kathy and I, listeners, have met recently on another platform. We were uh, guests for Annie Gibbons, um, huge global um, grit and grace podcast conference. Um, it's, it's sort of an ongoing community that Annie has. And so we've met each other there and uh, an incredible um, selection of women popped on on the call it was over 24 hours around the globe um, and it's so beautiful to listen to the individual stories of how we we actually thrive in life and work and our, and you know our podcast is always about this notion of thriving and so Kathy it's not an easy one every day is it how to thrive no it's definitely a challenge but you know I've really enjoyed since I have stepped out into my own world of an entrepreneur and creating what I feel is my gift to give. The world. <laughs> the um, <laughs> I'm, it's, it's an interesting concept. So let's talk a little bit about um, what it is that you did when you woke up this morning. What, what actually gets you up and ready to do what you love doing because you know some days you want to sleep in. <laughs> my puppy <laughs> <laughs> and you know everybody loves to hear their stories of, of their animals right and how much they love them and what they do to them and how quirky they are um it's a bit like our friendship group isn't it uh, the people that we want to hang around with our puppies are, are really um really important to us or our as and then as they grow older they've just become part of the family so I mean I think that's a great example of of uh, thriving in the morning I have a, a great one that I do we have a lovely backyard and so we now moved into daylight saving in Australia so the birds don't know this though so they're coming through 
as they do in their different species, their different groups, um, at a later time. So I go out for my early morning coffee and to watch, to actually watch the sun, the sunrise, uh, and watch the light happen. I think that's a really important part of it, my day. And now I'm going, okay, I'm listening. I'm waking up and I'm listening for the birds. And of course, they don't know. It's we're an hour ahead of what we usually do. They're still coming in. But anyway, it's a blessing. So, Kathy, without further ado, tell us about you, a little bit of a potted history about who Kathy is and how, how have you shown up in this space at this point in your life? So, over to you. Perfect. Yes, my my journey, I would say really the last 10 to 12 years has been a complete shift for me from my old life. And in my previous reality, I was living in an abusive marriage, working in an abusive or toxic work environment. At that time, I was working in medical genetics, which I, I love the field, but the job, the workplace was was very challenging, just a lot of dynamics. And so I I describe it like I threw my life up in the air and reinvented it on the way back down. I left the marriage with two teenagers in tow. I left that career behind me, just knowing that there was something else I was supposed to be doing. And at that time, I really, I knew, I just had a knowing that helping women really changed their life was what my calling was. And so I set out on that journey of figuring out, well, how do I do that? What does that look like? And so at first I went into financial planning because I thought, well, finance is an area that many women are challenged with and could use mm -hmm. some support with. So, yeah. so I went into financial planning, got the full certifications, spent 10 years working in the major investments and bank companies here in Canada. And of course, still find that I'm not having that impact, like a real impact yeah. on women's lives. So, and that's when it hit me that to do that, I'm going to have to step out again and start from scratch, developing my own way of creating impact and bringing support to women's lives. And so it's been about three years now that I have been doing my company. So Inspired Tenacity is, is my company. And yes, I... The, the name was one that just came to me one day that that is, you know, those are some of the ingredients required for making any big change in life. Mm. You have to have the inspiration and then you've got to have that tenacity to just keep at it. And so, so that's when I set out and again, still trying to fine tune what is it that I'm bringing to the table yeah. And so at first I was looking at kind of a coaching model, money and life coach, but still it didn't feel right. And I've, I've gotten very good at listening to my intuition and kind of feeling my way into what feels right. And, and that's where I have really come with now the main focus of the work that I'm doing is creating opportunities for women to step into new possibilities. Mm. So a couple of the ways I'm doing that, collaborative books, compilation books are the main thing I'm doing. And again, creating an opportunities for women to share their stories, share their wisdom, support, teach, lead. And one of the other ways I'm doing that now as well, I'm just starting to organize retreats as well. You know, just knowing and seeing how that impact of being together 
again and yeah. enjoying each other's just that, that different level of conversation you have with people when you're sitting side by side mm. and a glass of wine helps too but <laughs> so so that's kind of how I've kind of wiggled my way and felt my way into where I now feel I am doing what I'm here to do yeah. bringing these opportunities bringing that support building those networks and and really you know through COVID my network went from a small local group to now all over the world and just now quite often I'll find myself thinking I should go for coffee with somebody and then realizing hmm who would I go for coffee with locally? <laughs> all of that's my contacts it. are all over the world now. <laughs> yeah, that's it, isn't it? I just had a thought when you were saying inspired tenacity, I'm going, that's IT. If we shorten that, that's IT. And when we think about what has happened during COVID, IT enabled us to connect within seconds around the globe. Yes, yes. And really, your inspired tenacity is the IT that probably fuels what you're doing. So just a, just a, that's there where my go. head went with it. But um, you are so right. Um, I think being curious about people's stories. Um, I'm, I'm a, I sort of talk a bit about being a sticky beak and busybody, but I've learned how to listen better in the last three years than. Um, I probably would have. So you pick up on that. And the the bringing together of people, the connections, we we actually, we, we sort of know what those connection means to others. However, we don't quite know the intensity of that connection and what it does to help fuel, help allay fears or to help um, someone actually work through what it, whatever it is that they're going through. So I love that notion of throwing everything up in the air and then as it's as you're coming down, just watching it's in slow motion, isn't it? You, you've got to go through this. <laughs> you've got to, got to seek out. So a lovely uh, imagery or metaphor for, for thriving. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. So if I said to you, I mean, you, you've explained a bit about your, your life previous to going out on your own. And I think all of us have a story of, of a, something that spurred us on, something that was the trigger or uh, was the driver. You know, if we talk in corporate terms, we're talking about the drivers, you know, for human behaviour, the drivers for success and performance and that. Um, what I love about this is we don't all have to be the same. We all are unique and magnificent in our own uniqueness. And um, I just love the fact that the world has opened up that books books and stories have not gone into the abyss. They have actually had a resurgence because I remember years ago when computers started to come in and the internet had started um, for public use and people were going, oh, bookshops are dead. Bookshops are dead now. Nobody would be printing. But there has been an explosion of, of books. And you and I, I've just finished uh, compiling um, an anthology around global matters, um, which is going to be launched very soon. But you are in the business of using books as the, the mechanism, the, the way forward for everybody and the publishing of them. And there's something about putting, putting your story in print and making some sense of it as well. 
So tell us a bit about, yeah, tell us a bit about what you're up to at the moment. I've just been looking at some of your your, uh, LinkedIn posts and I know that there's a brand new book out. You've got a number on the boil. So tell us a little bit about this business that you've (laughs) created, Kathy, and what joy you get from it. Yes, yes. And and the book that you see there right now, that is a somebody else's project that I'm jumping into with them. And that was kind of a last minute thing. But it's a good example of what can happen just from being in a book. The doors that open, the opportunities that show up, things that you would never would have even thought about before become possible as you step into these completely different things in life. And at this point, this one that's coming out next week will be my 12th book that I've been involved in. And three of them so far are my projects. So ones that I've done from start, my concept title, bring together my team of authors, take them right through publishing. And right now I've got about five other projects on the go that are all (laughs) themes that women are inspired and excited to read about and write about. So everything from women transforming leadership Mm. in business and community in science and tech, also focusing on, I've got another one called Ripple Effect of Impact. Because again, I feel like so many of us, that's what we're here for. That's what excites us to know that we are creating an impact. Yeah. And to me, imagining that ripple effect of that impact, I think that's a part that we often don't give enough consideration to is that ripple effect of the impact we're having. So yeah. when you think about it, so I'm helping this one person who's in front of me, but that's also now helping their family, their community. It's helping everybody else that they're in contact with. That ripple effect of that helping that one person, we'll never know how far out that goes. I mean, it ripples through generations. Yeah, yeah. And when I start looking at it that way, that's what really excites me about the work that I'm doing, is knowing how it really is impacting people's lives. I'm starting to hear stories from some of the women that I've worked with earlier in the year about those opportunities um, that have been opening up for them and just how that confidence in what's possible uh, has shifted for them. I think and when I start seeing yeah. these connections, that's, that is what it is. That's what lights me up. Uh, I, I, I'm like you, I think you never know. You sow a little seed and you never know where it's going to where it's going to go to. So the ripple, the ripple, and I think it's the time for us to actually lean into that um, influencing or trying to make a little bit of an impact just in our small way, because the ripple effect helps amplify it. It helps it helps it it spread further. Um, love love that analogy. So so you've got a, your so the three books that you've written yourself, um, ripple effect of impact. Well, that's one of the ones that's still in process right now. Okay. okay. So the three that have been released yeah. Yeah. in January, it was Embrace Courage. Okay. In yeah. March, because of my background in science and tech, I always have a special book for women in science and tech as well. Yeah. Yeah. So in March, the book that came out was Women Transforming the Landscape of Science and Tech. Oh, okay. And then in June, it was Midlife Awakening. Uh-huh. 
So those yeah. are my three projects that have been released so far. I like I like this because the the um, I, I dabble in a bit of science and tech as well with um, um, and we've got a chapter in our in our book coming up actually around AI. We've actually got two, um, which is with two two really strong um, chapters and strategies on how not to be afraid of it, but to actually use it as as a tool, right? So, but the science and tech for, I find for women is um, is so important, especially our younger our younger girls. I remember years ago, I had a guest in one of my roles as a parent educator. I had a guest speaker and she was the head of Honeywell Australia. Um, and she came and she said basically to the to the parents, your daughters, are, um, their, their future is already planted um, very early on. So you need to start talking about the opportunities for them before they're 10 years old. Because the stereotyping comes in and they get channeled into various um, careers. And, and, and the science and tech, we need the science and tech world. And, and here in Australia, we've, we've had some fabulous women who have spearheaded investigations, um, you know, new finding out what causes ulcers, um, hearts, you know, all the different things in the science and medical medical areas. So I love the fact that you're you're using your your previous background as well now to good not you just haven't left it and moved moved into something new. Well congratulations on those. The book that I'm working on right now for that group of women it's called The Evolution of Leadership in STEM ah. Women Capitalizing Change. Right. So, so that one I'm still taking authors into that one. All right. Um I might, I might just know some people who might be interested in that. So ah, we, let's we, connect. We, we, let's connect. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, we'll do that when we finish this podcast recording. Mm. So listeners, you just heard it. There's, there's a connection happening right there now. It's in real and, and live time. <laughs> so let's think about, um, is there anything you, you, you wished you had done differently when you started on this entrepreneurial um, exploration? On your journey is, is there anything you would have done differently Kathy? The one thing that I keep coming back to is the idea of actually taking a break like uh -huh. letting yourself stop breathe get your energy back when I left my corporate job I was so burnt out I was frazzled I, I was yeah burnt out really is described yeah. it perfectly and I should have let myself have more breathing space and time to just clear my mind and get get my energy back, really. Yeah. But I felt that, that oh, I've got to jump in. I've got to do it all. I've got to do it all right now. And just jumping right back into trying to do way too much, too fast, and expecting too much of myself immediately. Oh, Where, but it's it's funny though because I. I keep telling myself that's the thing I would have done differently. Uh -huh. Yet at the same time, I keep doing it to myself over and over. <laughs> <laughs> that, that taking a break, like to actually allow myself yeah. to take a break and actually step away yeah. is so yeah. hard for me that I just, I, that is one of my big challenges is actually letting myself step away. How do you, um, so, what, well, I'm just thinking now, how how do you, if you're aware of that uh, in your daily life, how, how do you sort of 
program something to to help you know grow that grow that aspect i'm still that. working on that <laughs> <laughs> i mean one of the things is i mean it, that is one of the nice things with having the dog at home with me most of the time that she does get me out of the house regularly and so yeah. i have to stop what i'm doing and leave the room, get away from the computer. Uh, yeah. I often wonder what my days would be like if she wasn't here to say, nope, we're going out now. But I, I think I, I do need to start just incorporating a block of time, whether I you know, go through my week and just pick spots on different days of this time off, this time off, because you don't necessarily just want to say noon every day I'm off. Yeah. Because sometimes there's events that that's it. it doesn't yeah. make sense that you have to take that time so but i i think that is something that i need to get better at and one of the things that i have done is blocked off by usually four o'clock in the afternoon or five o'clock i just consider the day done I, and so whatever's not done obviously if i'm in the middle of finishing a sentence i'll do that but to actually turn it off and i don't come back to the computer in the evening oh so, i think that's so, so wise. i think that's so wise what i like about doing what i do is that i i can move the time around like you're saying you can move it around if, if i need to i like to have a walk i like to get you know get get a, a few weights in because i'm i need that strength uh to to build as i'm as i'm aging gracefully um and so, so I think it's important that I can, I've got the I've got the leeway to actually move it around, and yeah. you've got to be quite dogged. You've actually got to, you know, if you're doing a job for somebody else, you've got deadlines, right? You've got deadlines. You've got certain meetings to, you know, it's, it's we we have to do that for ourselves instead of um, burning out because our adrenal system will tell us, won't it? We've got a magnificent body, and it's lots of things will show up when it gets quite chronic so we need to actually look after ourselves um, at the same time and at that time even the walk even the walk doesn't matter if it's only 10 minutes at different times of the day because that's what the window is that's what you have to do um, and I think we've yeah. got different strategies to make that work because women women often think about themselves as an imposter don't they when they go into a new business I mean some of the stories that you'd be hearing are talking about oh I'm just not good enough look at so and so it looks so glamorous they're doing you know they're doing great things and someone will say to you you know what it's not an I'm not an overnight success in this area it's taken me five years it's taken me 10 years to do this but it looks like it happens overnight and you've got to do every every bit and I think as women um, the pressure is on to prove yourself even more than perhaps if you were a male. And I that's that's a gross generalization, listeners. And you can take me to task on that. But for my age group, my generation, that's that's sort of one of the things that sits sits underneath. You know, am I am I good enough? Am I doing well enough? Yeah. <laughs> and and I think that is a huge thing that holds a lot of women back from trying new things to stepping into things they haven't done before that feeling that oh yes i somebody they'll they'll figure out that i don't belong here or they'll figure out that i really don't know what i'm doing or those kind of things and i know for myself that whole thing around imposter syndrome has definitely been a huge thing as i've gone through these big changes and stepped into 
doing things that I had never done ever before. And one of the things that's really helped me kind of deal with my own issues with it has been talking to other women <laughs> about how they're feeling about it. Yeah. And as I've come to realize that these women that I look up to as successful and accomplished and confident, when I hear them talking that this is how they're feeling too, it makes yeah. me realize that, okay, it's not just me. This yeah. is just a common thing. And yeah. I think too, the more we are doing bigger things, like stepping into different things, that's when we feel it the most. Yeah. So if we're still doing what we've done for 10 years and we know what we're doing and it's just that we do, it doesn't really hit us the same. Whereas if you're stepping into doing things that you've never done before, yeah. you're pushing your limits, you're stepping up into bigger and bigger things, Yeah. then I think that's when it really hits. So in a way, we should look at it as a compliment, I suppose, that because we're feeling like that, it means we are actually doing things, moving in directions, stepping up higher. Oh, yeah. So we are challenging ourselves. So well, that, that's flip. what kind of helps me deal with it, is that feeling that, okay, this yeah. means I'm stepping higher. higher. <laughs> well, it's, it's flipping the way you choose to look at a situation, looking at you know, that's that's our emotional reasoning, what they call our emotional reasoning, isn't it? You know, looking at all the data, not just the the evidence or whatever, but looking at the whole aspect. But I love the fact that it's the connections are really important for this. We all have to find the people that act, that um, can circle us with transparent, transparency, with honesty, and be able to say, you know, this is another way of looking at it. When when you are so tunneled, you can't see another way forward or you're feeling overwhelmed about something. It's being able to look at, what, two or three other ways of looking at it because there's always a different point of view, right? So uh, seeking yes. out the way. I, th I think that's really important and I love the fact that you, we're learning. It's a reciprocal relationship. When we're, when we're in a group, It's we expect that there would be no dominance but reciprocality and I, I had worked with a beautiful uh, girl, uh, Jan Robertson, um, from New Zealand many years ago when we um, we were doing a coaching program for our middle leaders in a in a big uh, education organisation. And this notion of if you were doing the coaching and you had someone else who was being coached, that you we actually flipped the thinking around that and we said we're both going to learn from each other. And I think that's that's probably something that not a lot of people think is important. But for me, that that became how I do business now. And I just go to people, well, tell me, how was this experience for you? What, How could I have done, what could have been better? What would have made it better for you as the experience? And I get instant sort of feedback. And people get to know me now when I go, right, now it's time for WWW, what went well, and... And I say, thank you. I just write it down. I say, thank you. And the next thing I go, right, even better if, EBI. So it's WWW and then EBI. And I go, thank you. So that's there in my notes for the for the next session. Um, but I often hear now those that I've worked with say that, right, let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk about the experience. So it's like an instant evaluation. You don't have to get onto computer and type it into a Google form. Um, it's It's there. It's in time. So that's the 
that's the thing I like about that all the connections and the groups that we belong to. There's various communities. And we all have the, our own style. But you have a beautiful interpersonal style, Kathy. So I can see why women would feel safe coming to you and doing something that they've never done before. And I think that's one of the things also about being a leader within your own right, that there are some some other things. I mean, tell me, if you had someone brand new come to you and say, oh, I really need to do something in my life. I've just gone through all this big change. Um, are they the type of girls that come to you and say, I actually think I might take up the challenge of writing a chapter for a book? Um, what would be your next steps with them if they, you know, someone like me comes to you and says, Kathy, I don't think I'm a good writer. Oh, this is brand new territory. Well, where would you go with that? Just give give our listeners a bit of an idea. Yeah, def definitely the first place that I find helps the most is just getting into conversations like this and getting into that, you know, tell me about yourself. Tell me what you have been through. Tell me, you know, what are those things that you feel you feel called to share? Yeah. Because that's the other thing too, that I think we often actually feel a, an urge and need to share some part of what we've been through, you know, things that we feel others could benefit from hearing that, you know, would help to connect or, so I find that just getting in these calls, getting in these conversations and just kind of working through their story and then pointing out to them some of the things that they haven't done that is very unusual or that really would be a story and that people are hungry to hear that story. And, and it's interesting too, what you've just pointed out about kind of my interconnection with people one of the things that I have noticed you know and again kind of looking at what are my gifts what are those things I do well just naturally yeah. and one of the things that I have discovered is that I do have people feel trust quickly when they sit with me and I, I even have it sometimes when I'm in the grocery store the people beside me just start talking about things that you know, they'll even say, I've never told anyone that before. And it's like, I don't even know how we got talking. You know? <laughs> so I think that is one of the gifts that I have that people feel safe yeah. very quickly. Yeah. I mean, that, I think that's, it, was that a surprise when you worked that out? Was that a surprise to you? I can't even remember when it hit me, but it it, it literally hit me like, oh my God. Yeah. That's true. And I, I think I was going through some kind of program where we're looking at different gifts and things. And, and another one that I discovered is that I, I often have just a knowing, a knowing of something that I really have no way of knowing, yeah. but I know it. And different to intuition, so, do you think? Different to yes, intuition? Yes, yes. And, and I think that's part of it, learning to actually listen yeah. to our intuition and trust it. Yeah. And I, I think over the last 10 years, that's probably been one of my biggest skills that I've developed is the ability to actually listen and yeah. trust my intuition. And I mean, the opposite of that would be being fearful if, about the what if, what if I did this? Uh, and I, I think that's what I hear from a lot of the, the people that I, I now connect yeah. with is that everyone's got a story and, and you'll often get someone who'll say, uh, 
uh, you say, well, what's, there's something on your mind. So why don't you just spit it out and let's just get it out there. And then, then we'll talk about it. Often it's the, what if, what if this happens? What if, what if, what if? And so I love the question, which um, I've gotten, I use from Michael Bungay-Stainer. I don't know if you know his work. Um, he's based in Toronto, an Aussie, a great Aussie guy, but he's been instrumental in writing a number of books. He's done The Advice Trap, The Coaching Habit. He's just brought out How to Work with Almost Anyone, he, use, he, he says you, you can actually break down the coaching, a coaching style of working with someone to, you know, five to seven questions. Um, but one of the questions is the all question and what else? So instead of what if and what else and gets you thinking differently. So I love his work. So I'll always plug him. Um, he was his CEO of Box of Crayons, really big organization in in america that uh, supported organizations around you know coaching habits and um, professional development performance all that sort of stuff but i just love so i talk about that and what else and then you say well isn't that awesome imagine what you're going to get from even just saying that question three times to someone they go oh for crying out loud can you just stop asking me that question you know, because often you get then down to what is the actual thing that's on your mind or the subconscious that's that's sort of giving you that uncomfortable feeling, right? Or going, stop, stop, stop! You're into dangerous territory here. You've never going been too deep. Going too deep. That's fabulous, fabulous. So I'm going to say to you, what's what's something that you're working towards, say, in the next six months or next year? Have you got a big project coming up? Have you you've got a great aspiration? You know, what's what's happening? Are you going to shoot yourself out of the rocket like Evil Knievel used to do? Or? No, <laughs> not your style, Gabby. <laughs> no, but it's it's interesting because my my big vision has always been on a global scale. Yeah. And, and when that first came to me, I thought, how are you going to do that? Like, and again, that was before COVID. That was before I had any kind of global network. But it's just that vision was always, it's going to be a global thing. And so now with the books, I have accomplished that. That it's, yeah. I've got women all over the world in my projects. But now that next step is actually getting out there and meeting some of these people in person bringing together retreats where we can get together and either write or work on other things or just learn from each other. And even I'm looking at the idea too of creating mastermind groups where we see other and just really discuss more things in depth. So I, th I think that's one of the things that's often missing in a lot of events that we, we learn information, but we don't have the opportunity to talk about it, to really yeah. think about it and toss yeah. it around and look at different ideas. And, and I find that so many of us have these big dreams and big goals and we kind of start putting little pieces together and working in that direction, but we often don't have someone to really just throw ideas around with. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know for myself, that's a piece that I would like more of with the projects that I'm working on, like, well, what about this? And what would you think about that? And how about that? You know, just really talk out loud yeah. and get feedback in that kind of mastermind setting. 
So I'm looking at doing a lot more of that, probably a virtual and an in-person gathering as well. So, so I think that's kind of that big thing is really stepping out into that next, how do I take this more global? How do I bring us together in more places? So this trip that I'm going on soon, I'm going down to San Diego, and this will be the first, it's to attend a mastermind group that I see regularly, but just based on the location, it's also turning into an opportunity for me to meet some of the authors that I've worked with, who I've never met before, yeah. as oh, well yeah. as meet the publisher. So I, I've known her now for over three years. We've done thousands of dollars of business together. We've worked on major projects together, but we've never met. It's going to be joyful, isn't it? It's going to be and joyful. And so this will be my opportunity to actually <laughs> sit down, give her a hug. <laughs> I, I told her I'm probably going to cry. So just know that now. <laughs> but I think that's, that's that next big thing for me, I think, is actually Aww. getting out in person and again, bringing people together in ways that they're learning, they're connecting, they're 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 creating impact. Very very heart centered, isn't it? It's heart centered work. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. Well, thank you, thank you for sharing that with us all. I um that that meeting of of someone that you've never met personally. I've had two experiences this year, and I've just come back from India, um, where I had had met my uh, good friend and colleague um, many a number of years ago with um, but I started I actually started to get quite emotional before I got to meet her um, so we went to a, a wellness retreat that she was running she said will you come will you come and I it, it worked out in my in my calendar how I could do it so I went and I kept thinking oh it's just going to be and it was I got the tingles as I as I sort of think about it it was beautiful she rounded the corner and I and she just looked up and just went oh my oh my heavens <laughs> there was squealing and carrying on and then she said just let me put this down next minute I know she bolts out of the out of the conference room and goes here here put your arms around me we've got to hug each other <laughs> and that's <laughs> and I think I now look back on it and I go, yes, it's it's only I've only been home seven days, and I'm just going. It it was magic, absolutely magic, um, to know that you've been able to develop a relationship like this, apart, and then that that even the touch, the human touch, and the and the just being present next to each other, that's I think the the other part of this that just amplifies it up. You know, it's beautiful, beautiful. So I hope yeah. you have a wonderful time, Kathy. Now, listeners, I have to ask Kathy one more question. Is there something we should talk about that we haven't talked about, Kathy, in this conversation? Is there something we've missed out on? Mm, I think we've covered a lot of ground. <laughs> Is there something coming up that you would like um, everyone to know about? Or would you like? Uh, well, we've got, we've got your website. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've got your website address. So, listeners, you can contact Kathy. You can actually check out her website, www.inspiredtenacity.com. Yeah. And you can find Kathy on LinkedIn. So we'll put all these details in the notes like we usually do. Um, but Kathy, is there, is there something in particular, particular you'd like them to, to have a look at or to dip into or just be more curious about in the work that you do? In the work that I do. 
Well, like I said, uh, creating retreats is one of the things I'm getting into, and I am now putting together one we're meeting in Mexico in January, oh. and that will be a women's leadership retreat. We're calling it Reignite Your Impact, and it'll be a small group, so we'll only have up to 12 women from, again, global community of women coming together to both mastermind and learn from each other as well as relax enjoy great food and great company so so definitely if you're interested in that one let me know and that that will be my first retreat that I'm organizing so one of many well done well done I this is the, a growing um, desire and um, need I believe coming out of, of out of the last few years people, I really like the fact that I think people are recontemplating where they are, what they're doing, how they're going to live and work, and how to make that all happen in in uncertainty and huge change that keeps barreling forward. I mean, we're just we're being propelled, and we can we can get caught up in that and not realise where 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 we can actually take the time to um, actually nourish ourselves, our own well being, for our work and our life. So, Kathy, I'm going to put all that in the notes. It's been a pleasure to talk to you today, and uh, we'll have more conversations, I'm sure. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. It was absolutely yes. Pleasure. I think we just we did we need to do this again. Yes. <laughs> okay. So we'll. Uh, I'm going to. I've got to just remember there'll be some contacts for you. Um, so we'll do that after after this recording finishes. So listeners, just remember every podcaster loves a little bit of love i'm no different to everybody else love you to say hi love you to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of our incredible uh, gifted guests um i'd love you to make sure that if you know someone that's thinking about writing their own story putting it into something that they they would really like to delve into as well well then pass this on Give them, share, share the podcast. Thriving Matters podcast is all about ordinary guys and gals who are doing extraordinary things in life and work. And we shout out and pay forward um, and help each other. We help provide the ripple effect for the good we can do across the globe for humanity and for leadership that's really important for a brand new world. So, Kathy, it's been my pleasure this morning, your afternoon. Thank you so much. <laughs> And we will talk again. So listeners, just remember, you are precious and your thriving matters. Bye, Kathy. I'm Carrie Benedett, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters. <laughs>